scored a pretty big goal last night for the Penguins. And that in and of itself isn't news. Jake's done that a lot over the course of his time in Pittsburgh. But how he scored it, that that might be significant. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this is Daily Shot of Penguins, which comes your way every Monday through Friday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates. Penguins beat the Rangers 4-2 last night at PPG Paints Arena. A fun night in its own way. The crowd showed up a little bit uh, a little bit edgy. I'll get to that more later in the program. And the Penguins came out playing pretty good hockey right from the beginning. They only had one shot on goal through the entire third period, if you can believe it. And on top of that, the shot was Sidney Crosby firing the puck into an open net from beyond center red. So you could argue they really didn't have any shots on goal. So they were hanging on. They still mostly defended well. Tristan Jari, of course, had to come up with a couple of huge saves, and I mean huge, in the last couple of minutes to hold the score up. So it wasn't perfect, but it was overall, it was a good night. There were good takeaways from most of the players on the home side. And most important right now, it's a good result before they start heading into a whole bunch of Buffalo and New Jersey and so forth and seeing if they can really make a move at this point in the division. You'll now be past the excuse that, well, they've played all these games so far. They're almost at the halfway point of the season. They still haven't faced the Sabres and the Devils. Everyone else has gotten to face the Sabres and the Devils. Now the Penguins will have their turn to take care of business, which they'll obviously have to do. Those can't be taken for granted. A good night overall. I thought a really good night for Jake. Not so much on a stat sheet. You know, he had the goal, had two shots, no assists, some some decent possessions, some good uh, work down low and so forth, skated hard, moved through the neutral zone efficiently. But the biggest thing was that the goal that he scored, which came with around a minute left in the first period to tie the game at 1-1, Came on a long-range shot, long-range for Jake anyway. Got it above the left circle, good pass from from Crosby, and just let it go. He just let it go. And what do you know? It it found Twine. Uh, And Keith Kincaid had looked pretty good to that point, and there was a danger that the Penguins were going to emerge from that first period down a goal, and wondering if Kincaid hadn't found his old New Jersey magic in stoning them as he's done in the past. Jake doesn't score a whole lot of goals from distance. Um, He's not that guy. And with that weapon of his reduced even more this season, I started to worry that maybe something's going on here, that there's not a full 1,000% recovery from the shoulder or just a 
a, a full comfort level, even if he's medically recovered and mended in every way, there's still something mental that goes along with it. We've seen that with his game in increments, beginning with the brief playoffs last summer against Montreal in the bubble and into the start of this season where he just didn't look right. Something was off. He was avoiding contact. He was spinning away from situations that he didn't spin away from in the past. And now that he's gotten through those things over the past month, really the only piece that's been missing is Jake just gunning it. Now, Jake is not uh, some all-star mega sniper who's going to put fear into goaltenders' hearts when he tees it up from 40, 50 feet out to be kind. But he has scored in all kinds of different situations in the recent past, before the shoulder injury. If you go back to 2018-19 when he put 40 home, uh, he was getting them from all over. If you go back to the Stanley Cup final in 2017, remember that some of his biggest goals, the biggest one on Pecorine, came from distance. Just a long-range wrist shot. It doesn't mean he's going to be a a threat to do that on a regular basis, but he can do it once in a while. And as Jake said himself last night after this game, he has to be able to do that. You got to find different ways to score in this league, and um, however you can get take it, you, um, a lot of goals are on the front of the net. So um, just find different ways and, and and try and get your shots off. No question. Now imagine, imagine if Jake were to take his game back to the level that he showed that season, night in and night out. Imagine that. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by Warrior Alpaca Socks. What makes their socks different is the alpaca fiber used in their construction. It's stronger, softer, far less irritating to the skin, more breathable, hypoallergenic, warmer than wool. This is the time of year for Warrior Alpaca Socks. When you go to their website, warrioralpacasocks.com, use the code DK to get 15% off your first order. One more time, warrioralpacasocks.com, use the code DK just for our podcast listeners. None of this, I should be really clear, should be construed as criticism. It's anything of the kind. There are legit things to criticize, believe me, about the Penguins these days. Jake, isn't it? Jake's production has been just fine. Eight goals, 14 assists. His 22 points are second on the team. Crosby's got 24. Jake hasn't done much on the power play. He's got just the one power play goal, but then nobody really has. You know, there hasn't been anybody who's jumped out on that unit, even though it's starting to look better too. He's got 65 shots on goal, uh, That's 2.6 per game. If you go back to his 40-goal season, he averaged 2.7 a game. So he's still shooting it. It just doesn't feel to me like his shots have been, and he used this word again, a threat, that they've been dangerous on a consistent basis. And that's what was nice to see about this goal. Look, you can argue whether or not Kincaid should have stopped it. You could probably argue pretty solidly that he should have. But the fact that it got through 
might infuse Jake with a little bit more confidence in his ability to do that again. And that, in turn, will open up more ice for Crosby and for Brian Rust, who, by the way, could have had like 10 goals on his own last night. My goodness, was he snake bit. That happens to him every once in a while. And then, of course, he goes the other way around. He'll have a hat trick in his next game. Jake is a big, big, big part of this team, and I have a feeling that that's been forgotten a little bit through the first portion of this season because it's been so long since we've seen him at his best. But let's not forget that it it wasn't so long ago that when we were talking about this franchise as a whole, we were talking about Sid and Gino, and we're talking about bridge players to the next, uh, the next great Penguins team. Jake was that guy. Jake's a forty goal guy. I can't say that often enough. That's something. That's a mantle you earn in the National Hockey League that nobody can take away from you. Once you've done it once, you're a forty goal guy, or you're a fifty goal guy, or whatever it is. Kasperi Kapanen, for example, has never hit thirty. Once he does, he's a 30-goal guy. Well, Jake's a 40-goal guy. It's in there. It's in there. His line mate is still his line mate. His ice time is still his ice time. His power play time is actually greater than it's ever been, way greater than it was when he was scoring 40 goals. He should be a star player in this league. But I can't say this enough. There's no criticism to be had here. What happened to his shoulder was not a normal shoulder injury. It was, in the words of a team official at the time, a car accident. It was Jake scoring a spectacular goal and then flying into those boards. Flying into those boards with nothing protecting him. Boom. That was always going to take a while to overcome both physically and mentally, I'm impressed with where he is, contrary to any criticism. But I'm also allowed to get at least a little bit excited about where he could be and where a goal like last night's could lead him. When we come back, just one question. back time for just one question if you'd like to leave one you can do that by visiting dk pittsburgh sports find the article that contains this podcast and leave it right there in comments this segment of daily shot is brought to you always by the good people at the greater pittsburgh community food bank they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need in western pennsylvania they're here for you when you need them go to pittsburghfoodbank.org slash get help to find food near you Today's Just One Question comes from Doug DiBiase, who asks, I get that people weren't thrilled with his play, but am I missing something, DK, about Jack Johnson? He wasn't a jerk. He represented the Pens well. He got paid a lot, but who isn't going to accept the money he was offered? And he was okay as a D-man in his short time. Not great, but okay. Doug asks this, of course, in response to the fans at PPG Paints Arena last night, booing the announcement of Jack's name 
after he scored a goal. He was the one who gave New York the one nothing lead, uh, which had all kinds of strange symmetry written all over it. The crowd, Doug, I, I can't tell from your question if you were there or not, and I know better than to trust AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh to do a professional job of miking up crowd noise. They're the worst at it, the absolute worst. They're the worst at a lot of things, but they're the unquestioned worst at this particular component. The crowd was really into it. It was a different kind of crowd from the first few since the return of fans. Um, For whatever reason, they showed up in kind of an ornery mood. Uh, They were yelling stuff. They were taunting a little bit, uh, getting on the refs. One dude seated in the upper deck, he was over to my left so I could hear him throughout, would just yell out in the thickest, gnarliest Pittsburgh accent you can imagine, Jack Johnson! And there was never anything else to it. There was never a verb. There was never like a... Uh, sucks or stinks or go home or you bum or something. It was just Jack Johnson as if Jack's own name were somehow an insult unto itself. Jack uh, isn't a good guy. Jack is a, a great guy. Jack's one of the nicest human beings you could ever encounter in any walk of life. If you'd ever spent 20 seconds with Jack, you'd never dream of booing him. You could think whatever you want about him as a defenseman. And I will disagree with you, Doug, that he was okay as a D-man in his short time. He tried really hard, but he wasn't okay. And it's not just the advanced analytics that make that cause, although he became the the pinata for, for that particular group. Jack was nowhere near what was promised in terms of breakouts, in terms of defending, certainly not in terms of attacking. Couldn't join a rush to save his life. So, yeah, there was some weirdness in seeing Jack be the one to give New York a one nothing lead a couple days after being a healthy scratch for David Quinn. So he is what he is as a player. The crowd is what it is when it comes to judging who to boo and who not to boo. I made a conscious decision a long time ago in this business to not get on what the crowd does or doesn't do, unless it's something really egregious like Cincinnati Bengals fans throwing a beer can at Ben Roethlisberger when he's being carted off the field with a clear injury. That, to me, is when you go, okay, the crowd really, you know... (laughs) The crowd really stunk there. Um, I felt like through this whole game, Doug, that this group of fans, and I can only just guess at how many were already at their second game, how many were at their third, or how many were just back for the first time, because I heard from a couple of those fans as well. But I really got the feeling that this was the first crowd that came back that was doing something other then super sappy, sentimental, looking around. Wow, I missed this place. It's so great to be back here. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. These fans just came because they really, really wanted to beat the Rangers. 
And that in and of itself made for a cathartic experience in its own way. You got to trust me on this one. If this was the whole big crowd and there wasn't the whole pandemic and everything, these guys just came to light it up. They wanted everybody to know that they were there. When Brandon Tanev had the big hit uh, later in the game, one of the loudest cheers of the night. When the Penguins had the big PK early on, big cheer. It was a good, old-fashioned Pittsburgh hockey crowd cheering for the things that Pittsburgh hockey crowds usually do. So whatever. If, if You'd have to know Jack, too, to know that he wouldn't be remotely bothered by the booze. He's just not that guy. He's going to be the same great guy no matter what anybody says about him or writes about him. He's just going to live his life with a big smile on his face, and it's one of the many things that makes him uh, exactly what he is. Really good question, though, Doug. I'm glad you asked. It gave me a chance to address some of this other stuff as well. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening, and we'll do another one of these tomorrow before the Penguins get Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.